From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Friday, January 28th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The coronavirus is now most active across southern Ohio. Dave James reports. In early January, the Cleveland area was experiencing the highest positivity rate in the country. Now case rates in Cuyahoga County are the lowest in the state. The five most active are all in southern Ohio, according to the Ohio Department of Health. Those five are Scioto, Lawrence, Fayette, Pike, and Brown. Marion County is the only one north of I-70 among the 13 most active counties for COVID in Ohio. Dave James, ONN News. Earlier this week, the Ohio Department of Health changed its policy on contact tracing in schools. Andrew Kinsey says the head of the ODH spoke more about the decision yesterday. The Department of Health told school districts around the state that there is no more need for universal contact tracing because everybody is exposed. So that means parents will only be contacted if there is an outbreak or cluster of cases in a classroom. We asked Department of Health Director Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff if this forces parents to guess which kids are sick. We're not asking parents to guess where the uh, exposure might be coming from. What we're advising parents is the exposure is everywhere. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Law enforcement officials are cracking down on scammers creating false COVID-19 testing sites to rob people of their money or vital information, including some in Ohio. Olivia Eugenio has the story. The Chicago-based business is being investigated by the FBI. Its headquarters were raided over the weekend. The business saying all of their close to 300 locations will be closed until further notice. The Central Ohio Better Business Bureau says it can be challenging because the testing sites look legit. COVID tests are not, there's no payment required. So if they're asking for your social security number, for example, or they're asking for your uh, credit card number, then that's a big red flag that it's not a legitimate site. In Columbus, Olivia Eugenio. The May primary is quickly approaching, and because of the fight over the redrawing of legislative lines, the state is at risk of not being ready for Ohioans to cast their ballots. OSU political science professor Paul Beck says without districts decided, the Secretary of State's office, which runs elections, won't be able to meet important deadlines. One is coming up in less than a week. Candidates can't really file if they don't know what districts they're going to run in. Uh, So if this isn't resolved by February 2nd, Uh, the filing deadline will have to be postponed. This week, the League of Women Voters filed an objection to the newest maps. A man was fatally shot by a Cleveland housing court bailiff during an attempted eviction yesterday around the noon hour. Dave James reports. Officials say in a news release that two bailiffs knocked on a door at an apartment building on Cleveland's west side and that nobody answered. As maintenance workers were letting them inside, officials say the man opened the door and assaulted the bailiffs and workers with a blunt object prompting one of the bailiffs to shoot him. The man's identity has not been released. Cleveland police are investigating. Dave James, ONN News. This week, Bowling Green State University suspended one fraternity and extended the suspension of another as the school cracks down on hazing. Melissa Andrews has more with attorney Rex Elliott. The news comes less than one year after the death of BGSU sophomore Stone Foltz. 
Fultz died pledging to the Pike fraternity when he drank a large amount of alcohol and his brothers allegedly left him to die. The Fultz family's attorney says nothing will change until universities embrace true zero tolerance when it comes to hazing. The reality is that more kids are going to die and they're going to get hurt if these universities and the national fraternities don't start taking more action. I'm Melissa Andrews. The ongoing success of Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow means donations are continuing to the Athens County Food Pantry, which benefited when he addressed hunger and poverty in his home county while accepting the Heisman Trophy two years ago. Tracy Townsend has more with Pantry President Karen Bright. The pantry is now doing well enough to have partnered with the organization Appalachian Ohio, and they've started the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. It's given us the opportunity to try new things and do some resourcing of different things that we want to try try to do to make sure we can do the very best job we can for the people in our community. The food pantry now gets $31 donations regularly to honor mm. the 31-year playoff drought that Burrow and the Bengals snapped this year. I'm Tracy Townsend. And the common cold and the flu are circulating along with COVID-19 this winter, and many parents are wondering how to tell the difference. Angela Ann has the story. We spoke with Dr. Layla Javidi. She's with Essential Ohio Primary Care, and she tells us the best thing is just to play it safe mm -hmm. to make sure it is not COVID. Right now, you want to rule out COVID first. If it's not COVID, then the next steps are to treat it as any other virus. If you take COVID out of the picture, this year is like any other year where there's tons of viruses circulating and children are coming in with those other viruses with as equal a frequency as they always would have. She also says the majority of the children that she sees in her office do have COVID. I'm Angela Ann. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to this newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.